Welcome to the Free to Soar podcast. My mission is to inspire, empower, and equip heart-centered, mission-driven, kingdom-minded business owners to show up freely and fully as the brilliant, powerful change makers that you are so that you can lead the business and the life of your dreams. You'll enjoy vulnerable, authentic conversations with me and other heart-centered, mission-driven leaders that will spark your heart and ignite your passion to powerfully transform you, your business, and your life from the inside out. Your next level of impact and income is about unleashing the fullness of you, reprogramming your limiting beliefs and patterns, tapping into and trusting your inner wisdom and harnessing God's power within you so that you can unlock new possibilities in your business and your life. And this show brings it to you. Step with me into a God-powered reality wilder than your wildest dreams with freedom, impact, abundance, and enjoyment that you were created for. Let's go. So welcome back to uh, another episode of the Free to Soar podcast. I'm Connie Jones. I'm your host. And um, we've got back with us today, Lucas Hilt. Um, Lucas is a chiropractor and we spent a whole over an hour with him last time in our in our um, episode uh, talking about um, how to ma- um, minimize stress and how stress shows up in us as um, leaders and what are some of the signs of that um, and how does that impact our health and why is it important for us to be healthy as leaders so that we can build healthy businesses. So we dove into all of that with Lucas. So if you didn't listen to that podcast, you definitely want to, you can check that out. Um, but um, we're back for part two today because we want to talk today about how to help leaders live optimally. Um, and how to set our day up for success from a lifestyle perspective. And so um, just to introduce Lucas, Lucas, welcome back. I'm going to introduce you again, but welcome. We're happy Thank to you. have you again. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to uh, be back. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, so just to give you Lucas's quick intro again, um, Lucas uh, grew up in Wheaton, um, Illinois, in Peachtree City, Georgia. He developed a passion for chiropractic care as a um, as a young young boy, and he attributes his mom for teaching him at a young age the importance of being regularly adjusted and the benefits it has on the body's health. Lucas recognized the major role that being adjusted had on his preparation, recovery, and injury prevention, allowing him to become a state champion wrestler and accomplished football player at both the high school and college levels. He ultimately graduated from Life University in Georgia with his doctorate in chiropractic in 2007 and achieved his MS in sport health science in 2008. Um, he, um, his clinical analysis um, is based on um, the Global Neuromechanical Assessment, a revolutionary evidence-based analysis that's not based on pain, instead on the ability for the client to properly stabilize their body-brain connection and produce strength within their system. And it's this approach which led him to develop an interest in working with rotation athletes, such as baseball players, golfers, and tennis players. Um, Lucas is also a, um, um, has, has worked with, um, athletes in the PGA, the MLB, the NFL, and the Olympics. And he has treated professionals like the, such as the AVP Pro Beach Volleyball Tour, National Qualified Strongman Competitors, and U.S. Olympians. He now practices full-time in his practice in Peachtree City, Georgia. And, um, he, um, what he does is he has a passion for taking neurocentric, um, a neurocentric um, approach with his clients 
uh, by integrating chiropractic, neurology, sports science, and functional nutrition to optimize health and performance. He actively consults with some of the leading people in strength and conditioning as he's committed to bringing a high level of care and commitment to all of his patients. Um, with his background in strength and conditioning, Lucas fuses chiropractic, neurology, sports science to develop unique treatment plans for those who seek to optimize their performance in life, work, or sport. So welcome, Lucas, yet again to the Predisor podcast. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So um, the place I want to start, let's just pick up from last time. Uh, the place I want to start is, uh, first of all, you didn't get a chance to mention uh, much about, we talked a lot about lifestyle, but we didn't talk about and how, you know, how you work with people in, in helping them live their optimal lifestyle and manage stress. But what we didn't talk about last time was the, um, the your chiropractic care. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, talk, talk about why that's an important piece of help. From a health perspective, the brain controls everything. It's how well the brain and body are, are communicating. Um, and, and we understand that. Like we certainly can't, we certainly can't live without a brain. It's, but when the body is able to sense its environment properly, and it's that brain-body connection, signals from the brain to the body are as efficient as possible. The signals back from the body to the brain are as efficient as possible. Then you're allowed to express the, the, the godly design that our bodies are and just go out and, and do because for me and the way I see it and the things I study, it's when brain and biology are working together, you can see some really phenomenal, inspirational um, human expression. Um, yeah. So it's um, and and how does that? Um, how did the? How does our? When you um, the the nervous system? How does that get? Um, how does the connection get? Um, how do we get disconnected? I guess is the yeah. way that. What causes that? Yeah, well, for me, it's a chiropractic or in, from a chiropractic perspective, it's a, a subluxation. So if you're going to an, a chiropractor, they're assessing to see where those imbalances are in the, the spine. Um, from the brain to the spinal cord to the nerves that, that exit the, the, the spinal column, it's when you have that neurological uh, the interference and we can do that. I specifically do it more from a, a muscle testing perspective of going, oh, you're weak here. I, I adjust the neck. For for example, you're you're weak in the leg. You're weak in the ankle. I adjust the the neck, and now we have a strength improvement. First sign of injury, first sign of decreased performance is a decrease in strength. Mm. So from a stress perspective, and if we're going to say stress is what's robbing the, the business owner, mm -hmm. the, the husband, the wife, the stress is, is the thief that comes in the night. There's mechanical stress too, that we never really consider like, well, I just got the, this janky leg. I just got this janky knee. I, I, I have this trick shoulder. Well, that's all stress that's going back into the system. 
And if we can clear the, up that yeah. connection, you're taking another layer of stress off the body. Now to go back to, well, well, what causes that? Uh, chiropractic philosophy is it's thoughts, trauma, toxins. So if we have stinking thinking, if we have a pessimistic, we're always looking for yeah. the, the negative in, in life, that's going to cro- cause the, 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 the disconnect. If we're eating junky food, that's going to cause the, the, the disconnect. And then typically what people think of, of go, oh, I'm Sunday in an NFL football game. That person got blown up or a car accident. Those tr- traumatic experiences yeah. can also cause the, the, the disconnect. But really, can't smaller traumas, I mean, do we have to be out on a football field? I mean, what kind of smaller traumas do you see in recreational athletes and, you know, business owners and leaders that are day-to-day things that are creating trauma in the system um, that could also cause those subluxations? So that's something that we can look at from 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 two different perspectives. If we're looking at the, the recreational athlete, um, we've now I being around athletes, I kind of have a keen eye to go, well, this person can do that and that person uh, can't do that. But something that anyone who's ever spent time in a weight room on, on a bench press, one arm goes up, the other side just kind of hangs out and you got a guy who's struggling and, and he's contorting his body, trying to get the one arm to look like the other arm that just completed a bench press. That's a sign of imbalance. That's a neurological phenomenon. Uh Um, If you have, again, to go back to the janky shoulder, the trick knee, if you have a re, if you're a recreational athlete, you have this reoccurring injury pattern on, on one side. If it's say it's in the, 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 the right leg, you're going to typically have something that shows up in the left shoulder, left elbow, left, upper trap neck type thing um, just because of the way that we're designed to move from a business perspective, a business leader. I'm going to, I'm going to look at breathing. I'm going to look at breathing for, for everyone, but breathing is that gap, that, that bridge between the subconscious and conscious mind really, because we have to breathe, but we don't think about every breath we take. Right. We don't think about every move we make. But if we are in a discoordinated breathing pattern of the neck, the chest, the heaving of that short, shallow breathing, that's stress. That's neck pain. You are telling your body you are in a stressful state of mind. You are in a stressful state. Versus the creative, the flowy, the rest recovery, allowing full expression of that nice diaphragmatic breathing. You think about, or you as a counselor, you as a therapist, you as a coach, you've taken working with those people in those traumatic moments and you've recognized that breathing. Uh, coming from from the neck, coming from the shoulders, deep, shallow. If you can encourage someone to have a deep breathing practice, now it's you're taking that stress off the body. So we have movement, 
And we have breathing and it all ties back to the uh, nervous system. Mm, yeah. So chiropractic is a part of, I guess what I'm hearing you say is that you see chiropractic is, is a piece of setting yourself up for success because it, it and it's a regular, it's something that you believe should be a regular practice for people. 100%. Yeah. And from a, from from the model that we talked about last time yeah. of sleep, nutrition, and stress. Yeah. If we're identifying those those miscommunications in, in the body called subluxations, that's a stress. We have to remove those stressors on the body to allow full expression to happen. Now, I believe you should be reinforcing those things with specific exercises, specific activities so you don't have to see the chiropractor as often if you're just going out there and 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 are are doing life mm -hmm. someone who's athletic someone who's more active yeah you should, you probably have to see them more often yeah but you can so and and do you do that also then you give people um the when you adjust them then you give them corrective exercises or correct corrective movement exercises correcting breathing exercises to to change to transform these maladaptive patterns that are creating stress in their body is what you're saying exactly but you believe exactly. that that's all part of it and so all of us really need to be to live optimally to perform optimally we need to have we need to set ourselves up from a lifestyle perspective with with regular chiropractic care, with regular, um, with corrective exercises and breathing practice. Yeah, yeah. So that we're not, because we're either living in flight or fight, we're living in fight or flight, or we're living in rest and digest. We're living in heal, creativity, flow, or we're living in this state of stress and breakdown. Is that that's partially correct because um, flows like that upper level of expression of performance. You have to have some sort of stress. Yeah. Like if 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 the stress is so easy from a technical or a capability perspective, it's like eh, yeah, it's cool. I got it. But you have to be challenged some. So you need that sympathetic. You need that stressful experience. The tr the kicker. The trick is the ability to, to turn it off and and not live there 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. And most people is what you see live there 24-7. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so to be at a, in an optimal state of health, which begets optimal performance, then we need to teach our bodies what it's feels like and what it is like to live in that place of rest. Rest or, or recovery. Recovery, yeah. right. Certainly. Yes, yes. Um, and if someone has taken on mountains and mountains and mountains of stress, yeah. your recovery program has to start to look like mountains and mountains and mountains of, of, of recovery. 
Well, so that's a good point. So let's talk about what that looks like in reality. So setting our day up, setting ourselves up for success, for optimal health and optimal performance from a lifestyle perspective, what would that look like? Practically applicable, applicably um, from a, the things that I've heard you say are from a, and I know this is a big question and we're going to break it down from a sleep perspective from a chiropractic perspective, from a nutrition perspective, from a stress management perspective, and from a movement perspective. Let's take each of those five. um, And maybe if there's more, those are the ones I've heard you say. Um, But let's take a look at what what does that look like um, practically to live, um, to set ourselves up and and have that from from a lifestyle lifestyle perspective to have optimal health and optimal performance. So... Let's take a step back and go and identify what the performance goal is. Okay. Okay. So if the performance goal is X, then what's the equation? And what do we need to impose into the system? What type of training, what type of nutrition, what type of sleep, what type of recovery all needs to fit into the equation to equal performance? Right. And now if you're always robbing Peter to pay Paul, burning the candles at both end, you have no gas left for performance. So this is about building the tank so you can go and do the performance thing that you want. Okay. And that's sports, that's life, that's business. Yeah. So first and foremost, or from a lifestyle perspective, sleep. Sleep. And sleep starts in the morning. And how I coach people, and this has been talked about more and more throughout the podcast, throughout the science, is early morning sunlight. That's going to set our internal clocks for sleep. Yeah, that's one of the first things that you had me do was start to get morning sunlight every morning. And there's research and journal articles to go that morning sunlight setting that brain pattern and all the brain circuitry helps with thyroid issues, helps with blood glucose issues, helps with blood pressure issues. So just getting that early morning sunlight on your eyeballs Five to 10, 10 minutes if it's a clear day, 15, 20, 30 minutes of it, if it's an overcast day is telling the natural design of our human body that God designed into us to go, we respect the night-day cycle. Wow. When it's sunshiny, you should be doing work. When it's dark out, you should be doing sleep or sleep-type activities. Resting type activities, yeah. yes. Yeah. So what time in the morning? I would, my proponent is, well, which that's, that's a caveat right there too. But if you are, if, if you live somewhere where you don't get that early morning sunshine, say you're waking up at six and still dark outside, get a full spectrum light. Get that, or get that light on, on your skin, on your eyeballs, as early as possible, as soon as possible. Now, it's also kind of dependent on the 
time on, on sunrise. That changes. It's called the seasonal, again, it's that respect of biology, respect of the rhythms of, of nature, s- seasonal changes. Mm-hmm. So even if you're up before the, the sunlight or before the sun starts to come up, just facing the direction of the sunrise has shown to improve these, th- th- these rhythms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're waking up while it's dark out, just face the direction of the, the sun, get that on, on your eyeballs, it, it does improve. If you're able to, to get direct sun on, on your eyeballs, don't stare at the sun. That would hurt. That would not be smart. Yeah. But just face the, the direction of the sun. Yeah. And yeah. it's depending on on the time and, and over and if it's cloudy or not, it's it's a five to, to 20, 25 minute, 30 minute thing. Okay. What other aspects of sleep are we do we need to pay attention? Do we need to set ourselves up? Um, for success with? One, I, I think the biggest thing is identify what, how much sleep you actually need. Some people need less than, you know, the standard eight hours. Yeah. Me, I'm kind of like a six, six and a half hour person. Uh, this could dovetail into um, the conversation of all tradian rhythms. That we work, that our body clock cycles in, in or works in, in, in 90 minute cycles. So six hours to seven and a half, seven and a half hours would be a, like a really good thing where you're coming out of that, you're naturally coming out of that, that deep sleep. Yeah. Eight hours, you're starting to curve back down into deep sleep and you wake up and you're kind of groggy and we've all woken up there. Like after an afternoon nap, you got the drool. Like, I don't know where I'm at. I was <laughs> in the middle of doing something in a dream. So working, looking at that six to seven hours is going to be really good for that internal biological clock that's called ultradian rhythms. Yeah. So really what you're saying is like, you're a big believer in that our body really wants to heal itself. And you're, you have a lot of, you, you take us, you take people back to the organic ways of healing and recovering. Well, I'm going to go a step further and say that our, our bodies, we were designed for peak performance. Yeah. We have the circuitry to experience peak performance. Mm. And we settle for so much less than that because of for struggle and, and, and not making it and fighting. And because we're, our, our time is scattered so thin yeah. that that's, that's the, the reptilian brain. That's like, I'm just struggling to, to breathe and, and eat. Yeah. I love Versus- how, and, and one of the reasons why I wanted you to come on is because I talk so much about not living in struggle, striving and surviving from a, you know, um, from a, a mental and emotional and um, and lifestyle perspective in the ways that I coach people. Um, yeah. And I see business owners doing that and pushing themselves. And, you know, it's that whole, 
you know, hustle and hard means more, it means better. And it's so the opposite because it's actually breaking down. And then that's why I, but you're, and you're talking about the same thing from a lifestyle rest and recovery, recovery from stress perspective of it. We need to be pouring in, we are running on empty and running on empty is not serving us. 100% 100% true. In any like, capacity. We are, we, are, we are cheating ourselves of what we were designed for. Yeah. And the, the design of that possibility of peak performance. Yes. And to do it on a regular and sustained basis. Yes. We don't have to settle for the breakdown of our bodies. Yeah, that is not just a normal thing. I mean, yes, obviously, as we get older and we're going to have, it's going to get harder. But, and, and, but we can, if with the right daily habits, and we don't have to do them perfectly, it's just a few things here and there, we can really turn our health and our performance around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and as, we, and, and as we start to take the ownership and we start, to make those small changes because one change begets a second change begets a third change right of not always grinding right yeah the reason that ultimate peak performance is called flow state in in the world of psychology is that you flow yeah flowy is flowy yeah it's like, ease, wow, was, it's ease it's e- and enjoyment is what I, those are the words I, it's ease and enjoyment rather than hard and burdensome and miserable. Yeah. That's and, not what. No. And something that, that just hit me is there's this meme or conversation from, from Bruce Lee, the, the martial arts master, um, who, who said to, to be water because, yeah. because water can crash or it can flow. Right. And if you're always crashing, you're always hard and the waves are always coming in. Yep. Well, then you can't ever flow. That's right. And you yeah. see what a flowy water can can do. It's yeah. majestic, it's but yet incredibly powerful. Yes. That's amazing. And we have gotten so far from our natural design um and nature that that we plug into and connect to, to fuel us and to revive us and to rejuvenate us and refresh us in every way. Um, And I know you're a big proponent of that. And I am also. um, And, um, and, but we get so far from that because we're always grinding and always stressing. And we tell ourselves that we don't have time, but the truth is is we don't not have time. True. And I think the not having time is not scheduling your day pro- properly. Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. And granted, there'll always be outliers. Yeah. But if you're a business owner, who yeah. control who controls your time? Yeah. Yeah. We do. Now, if you're an employee, you you somewhat agree, like, okay, I'm a a, a nine to five person. Yeah. So so the thing I tell my athletes and the, the lifestyle people I, I work with is to respect the ultradian rhythms that we've already talked about. Respect those 90-minute work cycles. It's going to be somewhere in 60 to 90 minutes that you'll start to fatigue. You'll start to go, I'm not as productive as, as I could be. Yeah. You should go take a break. 
Let your mind open. Take your mind off of the task at hand. Allow your mind to calm down. Yeah. And it's funny that as you actually expand your mind, just go outside and, and, and you can go for a walk. You can go outside and, and, and do some grounding, take your yeah. shoes off and just stand on the, the earth. Your mind will start to open up and your mind will start to problem solve because your mind loves to, loves to solve problems. It loves to find patterns. Yes. So as it's working in the, the background and you're just not grinding, not pushing, you might actually find that you're a little bit more productive. Yeah. Now, the flip side of that is if you're working on a problem, shut yourself off from from the world and work on the problem. Turn off the phone, turn off the the notifications, turn off the the TV and focus on the the problem. Now, if you're in a business office type setting, perhaps encourage people to work with different types of people to problem solve. Yes. Encourage people to take those breaks. If it's a a five minute break of going to go do jumping jacks, it sounds silly, but that movement will stimulate pr- productivity. Yes, breaks definitely do. They open our minds. Yeah. Sure. Versus being stuck in an office, being stuck with no sunlight, despite you know the, the window not really interacting, working five, six straight hours through, you're going you're gonna to run on fumes. Yes. Not Before. eating. And we try to do our best. We try to do our greatest work, especially as business owners, where we're, we need to be innovative. We need to be, and, and, as, and especially as we get, you know, as as we as our businesses are growing we we want to have our best thinking and we also want to be working on that bigger vision and we want to be we don't want we want to be the eagle that's soaring above our business and and focusing on vision and moving things forward rather than being the goat that's eating the grass with our head down all the time and if we're the goat that's just grinding all the time we're missing all of the possibility and all the potential we're missing the the flow and the creativity where the bigger and the greater innovation and the and the 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 greater creativity comes. Um, and we're not opening to new possibilities. And so um, I talk about that with my my business owners all the time. And that's what you're saying here is that it really does matter how we set up ourselves, set up our day, and how we own our schedules. Yeah. Um, yes. And we own, know, we're either gonna own the day or the day day is gonna own us. Exactly. And, and someone will always win. Yep. That's right. And often, and often if, if we don't advocate for ourselves and advocate how we set up our day and recognize if, if, if you've made it this far in, in life, you yes. probably know when you're most creative. Yes. When you like to go to the gym, I purposely set up my day. I like to get up early. I'm more creative earlier in the, the morning. Right. People aren't talking. People aren't reaching out on phones. I can f- sit in and focus. I, I can uh, lock in and focus. I I feel best at the at the gym when I can focus in most with with that that late after late morning early afternoon. I'm done in the office at at four thirty. 
Yeah. Anything after 4.30, I know I'm, I'm just not very good. Yeah. I'm tired. I don't want to be there. I don't give the right clinician, the right practitioner to, to my clients. Right. They're getting a, a lesser version of me. So I, I owe them my absolute best. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather be in at 6.30 yeah. in the morning than 6.30 at, at, at night. Right. Yeah. And the good news is, is that we don't have, to, we are not powerless. We are powerful and we are empowered. We can empower ourselves to own our day and set it up for success, set ourselves up in ways that, you know, do allow us to be our best so that we're our best for our, for our clients too. Um, Let's talk a little bit about, um, about nutrition and movement. Um, How do we set ourselves up from a lifestyle perspective with nutrition and movement? Well, with, with nutrition, this, this could be like a, crazy off the beaten pack talk is so and something i've been kicking around with more and more is to eat from a seasonal perspective and what you Um, mean by that well to eat the things that are in or to eat the fruits and vegetables that are in season for me meat's always in season and and i (laughs) i eat eat, uh uh grass-fed beef yeah but like pumpkin is in season right now. Mm-hmm. We should probably be eating pumpkin soup, yeah. things of of that nature. Come as we transition more into the, the, the winter or upcoming winter, traditionally food isn't as, as abundant. Historically, throughout the, the, the millennial of man, food isn't as abundant during the winter months. Right. Now to to tie this in with, with movement. Do I believe, or have I been kicking around these ideas that I think it's going to, that I'm going to start to experiment with, uh, with for me is eating more of a fast in nature during the winter, more soups, more broth type things, because there is no vegetable or fruit. That's a winter fruit, a winter uh, vegetable. I'm sure that there is somewhere in in some parts of of the world, but here in Georgia, not typically. And doing more of the aerobic based conditioning, it's not fun being outside during the winter. But if you're out and you're slow slow trotting, staying uh, slow but steady, developing that aerobic system during the winter, I'm thinking you could actually lose weight throughout the winter. And recognize um, it's that we have those feasts for, for reasons. We have Thanksgiving, we have Christmas feast for a reason. Good. You go up, you go in and and enjoy all those wonderful good things. But looking at movement and nutrition from a seasonal perspective, now that's really fine-tuning. That's getting off a little bit into the weeds. But going back to from nutrition, a rule of thumb perspective. I believe that your best, most filling, eat like a king meal should be in the morning. That's when you get all, all, all the good stuff. You're, you're eating your steak, you're eating your, your more dense, your more nutritious, caloric-wise meal. And then gradually, 
working down to eating like a pauper at night. Yeah. Cutting back on carbs because if we have, um, because carbs at certain points throughout the day can offset our sleep wake cycle. You don't, there is a rule of thumb. You really don't want to be having carbs at night because that can alter your sleep wake cycle. Mm-hmm. So we often think, oh, I'm going to have my carbs at night because it's, it's going to help me sleep. I get sleepy after carbs. I, no, it's altering our sleep wake cycle. And it can last for like a, th- a three to four day period. Wow. Wow. Um, so, rule of thumb is, is eat like a king for breakfast, eat like a prince for lunch, eat like a pauper for uh, dinner. Any general, um, like, would you say, um, yeah, what about, um, you know, protein, fat, carbohydrate percentages, anything um, that you recommend there in particular? I guess it depends on people's goals. Depends on people's goals and, and what their preference is. And people need to kind of, I don't want, it's, you kind of have to play around with it to see what works best for you. If your goal is, a, a body composition. All right, we that's probably going to look like weight loss. We're probably going to have to cut back a little bit from a a a a, a calorie perspective or increase our our activity. Um, I'm going to go to the, the the rule of thumb. The thing I, I teach uh, I teach my clients because I think weighing out food is stressful. Mm-hmm. I don't want to add another stress to someone's life. Of we all have a pretty good idea of what a healthy meal sh- should look like. Yeah. Protein should be about the size of your palm. We're all different. Your hand size is, is different than, than my hand size. Yeah. So every meal should look like the, the, the size of my palm. Fat intake, whether that's nuts, butter, oil, should be about the size of, of your thumb. Carbohydrates should be about a cupped hand. So whether it's rice, whether it's fruit, blueberries, strawberries, cherries, about the size of a cupped hand. Uh, vegetables, the, si- the size of a fist. That is a really good way to, s- to set up your plate at, at each meal. You're going to make sure that you're getting the, the, the amount of calories you need because we need calories to think. Uh-huh. Need to, fuel, to right. fuel to go out and perform yes you need those things but sticking to a, that rule of thumb and uh precision nutrition does a really good job at that's their entire nutrition foundation of how to take your hand with you at, at every meal you go and sticking to to those rules mm. okay and then what about movement per se? I know you've mentioned, you know, moving according to season, that kind of thing. But um, but what about just, you know, a regular routine for somebody who likes to stay in a pretty regular routine? What would you, what do you suggest? Again, I know it depends on goals. Depends on goals. Um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of you should be in the gym. You should be picking up weights. And putting them down. And putting them down. That's right. Um. And now it can get intimidating because the the big meatheads over there and it's all intimidating. And those people are some of the nicest people on earth mm-hmm. and they're, they will respect you. So go and pick up the weights and put them down. With, why, with, why is that so important? 
stimulate the muscular development that we can stimulate throughout the entire lifespan and to maintain the strength that we have becoming weak is unfortunately it's 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 slowly dying or it's speeding up the 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 death process if we can maintain our 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 strength that is anti-aging maintaining strength is anti-aging wow yeah we know that strength decline happens throughout the, the lifespan sure but do whatever we can to maintain strength i personally tell people do what works best for you if it's three days in, in the gym, if it's four days in the, the gym, you really can't go wrong. Do, do the big lifts, squats, bench press, deadlifts, pull-ups. Those things are going to stimulate so much muscular contraction that's going to tell your body like, wow, this is really good for me. On those other days, get good, moderate aerobic based activity if it's going out for a walk for for an hour walking at that speed where if you walked any faster you couldn't carry on a conversation okay that's going to clear up a lot of of potholes that people have you feel like you're overstressed maybe not work out as much in the gym and do more of that zone two blue zone cardiovascular if i go any further if i go any faster i'm not going to be able to carry on a conversation yeah but if i can go at this pace i can carry on a conversation then you're really at that good blue zone training and doing that 60 minutes on those non-gym days you're going to see improvements mm-hmm. yeah but it's important to have both, not just one or the other. That, True, yeah. Again, yeah. balance, moderation. Our body needs the difference. Um, it mm-hmm. needs the different flows, the different rhythms, the different um, movements. It's it's so important. We need variety. And and that's where that personalized program comes into play. We have yeah. the rules rules of thumb. Yeah. You as you, you as a business coach, you have a playbook yep. that you work from. Absolutely. But that playbook is is going to go off script sometimes. I'm going to modify yep. it for this part this person's particular needs. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a, a few more minutes. Um, I want to ask you about um about stress management. How do we set our day? We talked about that a good bit already, but how do we set ourselves up, set our day up for success and for optimal health and optimal optimal performance from a stress management standpoint? That's gonna, and it's it's personalized to to what that person is. I I believe that getting that early morning sunlight and having a set set time parameters, set schedule throughout the day, and then a a wind down time. It's time to go to bed. Time period is gonna do so many good things for you, and your brain likes to find patterns. It's pattern seeking. So yeah. if you're doing, I'm doing this on a daily basis, your brain's going to now go into these health, recovery, anti-stress yeah. lifestyle and go, oh, when I do this, 
I'm preparing for this. When I turn off the TV at, at 8.30, now mm-hmm. I know my, my body's starting to wind down and it's, it's time to go to sleep, which is going to help me wake up at the time, the time that you like to wake up at. And now you're going to find that you're living from a rhythms perspective in a flow state. It's like, oh, these decisions aren't hard to do. In fact, they come quite easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, so it really is. I love the way that you said, and I can't remember exactly how you said it, but the way that you said that we can set our, we can, we can learn, teach our bodies how to begin to live in a state of rest and recovery, in a state of health versus in a state of stress and breakdown. And I don't even think it's that we teach our, well, we kind of do, but it's like the brain seeks those patterns. Yeah. So if you're giving it the environment of doing this, and this is the desired outcome, and this is what I'm looking for, your brain's going to go, oh, I want to do those things. Yes. It's easier. Now, breaking up the pattern might be a little hard, might be a little uncomfortable for things. So, so start small. Yeah. And I say start with that early morning sunlight. Yeah. That sets you up well for the day. Yeah. yeah. And then, as you know, I'm so passionate about helping people, you know, that the answers, there's always going to be an excuse not to do it. There's always going to be a reason why we need to do something that feels so much more important in those moments. While we need to, what productivity, we could have a whole um, session, a whole episode on productivity and what is it really. Being most productive is going to feel like pushing all the time. It's going to feel like constantly doing more and more and more. But really, the mo- what is most productive is taking care of ourselves and refueling and maintaining those natural rhythms of our body. Yeah. And if those patterns that you're seeking, those patterns of success that you're seeking, yeah, you probably already have them. Yeah. Because you've already done them. Yeah. And now you're just putting your body in that state of place like, oh, the answers were already here. Yeah. I just had to see where they were. And I was so clouded from all the work, all the focus, all zeroing in. Yeah. That I never saw. Everything was was right there in, in, in front of me this whole time. Our body knows. We just have to listen to it. We have to tune in and listen to it. And to do that, we have to open up and stop being the goat and start being the eagle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and really start to see from a, a an expanded perspective versus a limited perspective. Yeah. Um, I know we've got to go for today and I appreciate you sharing so much. Is there anything that you want to leave our, any encouragement, any empowerment that you want to leave our listeners with? It's going to be very similar to last time and not, I'm going to be a little bit more specific is find the wins, find the patterns of success your brains and now you're going to start to identify those more and more and go wait i'm winning the entire day mm. yes and the patterns of success not from i i love the the distinction here that not not from a what society tells us success is which is pushing ourselves and breaking us down but find the patterns of success that our body knows intuitively that we need in order to be our best self Yes. And I mean, that's, that's why you're a great communicator because you're like, yeah, that, it, it, it actually means this. Yeah. And 
Like, no. oh, this lives in, this is congruent with me. This is yes. in coherence with me. This, this is what fuels me. Yes. That's amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much again for your time and your expertise. You. And let us know, um, how can um, people find out more about you and get connected with you if, um, if they're interested in doing that? Um, again, the um, probably the best way is my website, which is spark, S-P-A-R-C-P-T-C dot com. Um, I am on Instagram, not active or overly <laughs> active. Um, it's, it's Lucas Hilt. DCMS on Instagram. So yeah, so thank you for that. Okay, all right. Well, thanks again. And um, and we just really appreciate it. And you guys um, just remember how important it is for, you've got important things to do in the world. You've got things to share uniquely that no one else shares quite like you do in the same way that you can transmit and deliver what you have. Um, you've got a unique divine design inside of you that God put there, but you've also got natural rhythms and a natural uh, um, instinctive knowing that we've got to start listening to and paying attention to and following in order to allow us to step into all that he has for us. And so that's what I'm all about. I know Lucas is all about doing that with his with his clients and his patients. And I want to encourage and empower you to be all about tuning in to what's inside of you and listening and then connecting with it and allowing it to flow out in the way that allows you to be your optimal you so that you can live in the divine design that God created you for and live out your divine heritage because that's what we're all here for. So thanks you guys for listening. If this if this um, impacted you in a positive way, I hope that you'll share it with somebody that, somebody that you love. And, um, and I hope you'll join us next time right back here on the Free to Soar podcast. Thanks so much. See you soon. Thanks for joining me today on the Free to Soar podcast, where we empower and equip you to lead the, the business and the life of your dreams with freedom, impact, enjoyment, and abundance. I look forward to our next episode together, and I invite you to subscribe to be notified of new episodes as they are released. Please share this or your favorite episode with a friend or a loved one, and I'd love it if you'd leave a review on iTunes and Spotify.